Hey, welcome back to uh, the TGAA, TGAM weekly general meeting uh, where we are planning season two of the podcast. Uh, the That Guy's a podcast. We need to, we'll, we'll finalize that. Working title The That Guy's a podcast. Yeah, um, exactly. We, we actually um, we're going to be workshopping that um, in the next uh, couple of days. So if you want to attend that meeting, you're more than welcome. Okay, great. Um, if you could minute that, uh, we'll decide the name of the podcast. So whatever it's called, uh, we're planning some episodes. But um, did everyone look over the minutes in the last meeting? Anyone disagree with anything? Um, I, I think I can say for everyone that we did not look at the minutes from last meeting. He did not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely did not. Okay. So maybe maybe it's worth you sort of running over a few of those minutes. <laughs> okay. And uh, the last meeting we uh, we talked about merch. Oh yes, it's all coming back to me now. Just and like Celine Dion. Yeah, and whether whether we need a comedy dog sidekick or. Instagram. Ah, yes. The, the, what was it we called it? That dog's a maniac. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy's a dog. <laughs> that guy's a dog. <laughs> Either of those? Yep. Okay, so we were, we were all happy with what we discussed last time. Um, okay. We can sign off on those minutes. Um, any apologies uh, this time around? Um, there's no apologies, I don't believe, but there was something I wanted to bring up, and of okay. course, as per usual, it's uh, with regards to the graffiti in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and I mean, we all understand that Richie has uh, a bigger endowment than Farley, but there's really no need to keep scrolling that across the, um, the, 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 the bathroom wall. And especially yeah. not uh, putting um, Farley's number up there and um, also his mum's. It's, yeah. it's, it's in bad taste. Yeah, whoever keeps graffitiing lies in the toilets um, really has to stop. It was funny to start with, but um, now it's getting uh, bullying. Yeah, it's, it's borderline bullying. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's actual, but it's just straight up bullying. Okay. Um. So maybe we should print some A4 notices and put them around. Um, let's uh, laminate them so that people can't disfigure them. That's a good idea. Well, but then they can. Oh, they can do sharpies on them. Let's. It's get the some Red metal... Queen race of graffiti. Let's... <laughs> let's get some metal plates engraved. <laughs> yes. At one of those shops that does the keys and the shoes and the little trophies. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's action that and uh, assign some budget. I don't know how much that was. Somebody get a quote. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think um, uh, we'll get front desk to run a quote on that one. They're, they're, they're bound to know somebody who knows somebody. Great, great. Okay, uh, on to workshopping ideas for the podcast. So um, the three letters have been um, sort of uh, floating around the office, and those three letters are USB and how we don't use them enough in the podcast. Can you think of any sort of um, way that we could maybe factor those three letters more into the podcast? US, well, it's almost the Umbrella Corps, right? They're U- UBS, UBCS. So maybe we could 
do a yeah, thing about course. that. Yeah, Resident Evil theme. That's something mm -hmm. we haven't mm -hmm. really touched on enough in our... Uh, Are we getting any money from uh, USB? Uh, USB, I think they, 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 they've offered us... Um, no, no, it's not funny. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Okay, maybe we can introduce a new segment. USB presents, um, I don't know, favourite noise from Resident Evil 3. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the new segment. Favourite noises from Resident Evil 3. Yeah. That one where, you know, the, the gunshot hits the zombie, the kind of yes. splatty sound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. It's good beat. The, the stars noise, I'm sure that... I'm sure that will placate. Uh... I mean, that's very obvious. I mean, we'll probably just save that for a Christmas episode or something. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. An excellent okay. idea. If USBs. we could factor in more um, Resident Evil sound effects into a Christmas episode, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, I mean, it's not too much laughing with editing or yeah, five for, minutes or in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Cool. Um, so, I think... Maybe if we could play around, maybe with the idea of like, I don't know, PCs have USB slots, right? Um, and and quite often PlayStations have USB slots. Yeah. Do you remember when? Was it PlayStation Three? I think when PlayStation Three was coming out, and the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and um, everyone would obsess over images of the back of the console and for a while there was like a little usb race <laughs> that was like screenshots of the back of a ps3 floating around which had like eight usb slots and then <laughs> the xbox 361 we'd come around which had 12 usb slots but uh, yeah i mean that that was in the heyday of uh usb people slots. Being, yeah people being excited about charging things through usb you know like oh my god i've got my e-cigarette I need to charge it through USB. I'm going to use my, you know, PS3 to charge my e-cigarette or... Yeah, or yeah. I can have eight hard drives attached so I could actually download Devil May Cry onto <laughs> the console. Yeah, exactly, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so maybe, maybe Richie and Farley could play a little bit with the idea of accessories. Oh, okay, yeah, that's... They go into USB slots. Yeah. And then that would also please um, the USB cord. Yes, exactly. Those three little letters. USB. But what, USB. What, what, USFB? USB-SC? USB-3? USB. <laughs> what, what USB are we on at the moment? Uh, I think we're on three. I'm sure there's, there's a new one. And there's also the letters as well. And there's micros and minis. Um, so I think we're on USB-C um, and 3.0. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> fucking dating this episode, right? And without okay. further ado, let's move on to actually letting Richard Farley talk about accessories for the <laughs> Great. That was a really good workshop. I think... Idea. Also, at the enthusiasm with which I um, brought that forth there was just sort of, it was, it nailed it, you know, brought us ready. Yeah. A good segue. Yeah. 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 
I mean, yeah, and I'm sure. I mean, our market researchers said that people are really interested in. Can, can we can we kill the um, TGM WGM skit? I, we... I had done five minutes ago. All right. Okay. Really? Yeah. I, I totally missed that one then. Okay. I'm <laughs> okay. referring to our actual market research. Our actual says... market research. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Market research department. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Do go Saying on. the kids are. All right, accessories. Are we going to do that boring bit where we define accessories or you define accessories, then I slightly disagree and then we just ignore what you said anyway? Um, uh, there's no such thing as a console accessory. There's only uh, PC accessories. So that, that's pretty much all it is, really. I think if you <laughs> don't buy it from the shop, accessorize, it doesn't yes, count. exactly. Unless you attach your Nintendo scope to your SNES via a curly bobby um, fluffy hair thing. A scrunchy. Scrunchy. <laughs> oh, God. Can't even remember the word for scrunchy. Yeah, unless you attach that to your um, um, SNES via scrunchy, then it does not count as an accessory. What if your PlayStation controller was covered in pink diamante. Um, yeah, I, I think that's good as long as it's from Accessorize. And uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, what about Claire's accessories? <laughs> Are they even still going? <laughs> I don't know. It's high street, high street rivalry between Claire's accessories and Accessorize. So we're talking about the world of video game accessories. We have talked about this kind of before um, on the um, other podcasts, specifically when we were talking about, like, oh, what was it, Pokemon Stadium? Um, and we were talking about the, um, you could, like, get this big bulky pack that you attach to the back of the N64 joypad and you could, like, transfer Pokemon over to the, like, the actual, no, it wasn't Pokemon Snap, it was Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon Stadium. Stadium. Yeah, and you could um, sort of transfer your Pokemon that you'd got from the Game Boy games via this thing. So let's call that the, our first accessory of the day. The what is it called? The Game Boy N sixty four attachy thing. Just over there. Who knows? Okay, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do, and it's also good because um, I'm sure nobody else does. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's also one of, and we've mentioned this on the podcast many times before, one of the many um, Nintendo accessories that, that has one function. I mean, I guess it worked with Stadium and Stadium 2, at least in the UK, and, and it never worked with anything else ever again. I mean, in Japan, they probably have 400 games that supported it, but um, we never got any of those here. Yeah. Uh, and it's Nintendo just loves that sort of stuff. They, they, they've got a ton of these. Um sort of like additional um, accessories that are just like one time only use or at least for in the UK that we've seen but yeah, no, yeah. go on um, so on a similar Pokemon theme because you know we're big Pokemon fans here but, and each we said before that each game um, that comes out they always try and do something a little bit innovative um, with it or, or that's using the, the current tech so um, and, and you kind of you lose it uh, looking backwards, but when you're riding the wave as these things come out, um, they're really kind of apparent. So, particularly the wireless stuff they're doing. But the one that I remember is the. Do you remember the wireless adapter for the GBA? 
the wireless adapter. Yeah, which allowed you allowed you to trade wirelessly. It was a strange, like semicircle thing that you oh, plugged yeah, into yeah, the yeah. top of your GBR. Yes, I, yes, I think it yes. came with maybe it's Ruby and Sapphire. But um, it was it was it not wireless as in like oh god, it was infrared wireless, and they yeah. kept that infrared thing going in the DS as well, where you yeah. weren't able to actually do it wirelessly. You had to forcibly have both. Um, both devices on a level plane pointing directly at each other <laughs> yeah and and of course if you're doing a wireless trade you're just like oh my god nobody move whilst these two are pointing each other you know just in case it breaks the beam and kills the pokemon mid transfer yeah. you know yeah and so for, for um i think soul silver and heart gold because they also use that to connect to the pokewalker another great accessory that that is actually a great accessory um uh, it was like a little panel on the top of the cartridge, wasn't it? So it's actually yeah. the cartridge that beamed over. Yeah. Um, yeah, the problem with those accessories, like the N64 game pack and the wireless um, adapter for the GBA, is they're not very aesthetic things. <laughs> you can't really, you know, if you have like a, you know, like the Matrix when he asks for guns, lots of guns. Um, if you wanted to create, a, you know, here's a wall of accessories that I no longer use because the console <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you're just gonna have proprietary metal clips coming out of ugly plastic objects <laughs> yeah that don't really have an up or a down you know they don't sit nicely and um, whereas <laughs> something like the resident evil 4 chainsaw controller which you know, is, is probably the zenith of um of wacky controllers uh you know that that is a display piece in itself but a lot of these accessories either go straight in the drawer or um I don't know, I guess the bin. <laughs> you can't really sell them. No, I, and you, you don't want to sell them. Um, oh, God. You just reminded me of a whole other plethora of accessories as well. And that is the plastic instruments for rock band and guitar hero. I'm sure that was top of your list. It was absolutely not, but you just reminded me of them because all I want to do is throw them away. But yeah. I don't. I don't. I just keep them. I, I don't know why. <laughs> on the off chance that I'll ever play it again. On the off chance that you'll spend a half a day reconnecting everything. Um, find out. You know how um, buttons on on controllers when you don't use them just go really hot. You know the back yeah, the bacteria they, that was on them that's normally rubbed off because you play it so much that it, cultivates. Yeah. <laughs> so you get this biofilm on it. Um, yeah, and it feels icky and horrible. And um, I think were the drums made of like a soft rubber as well, which tends to go furry. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I think I've told you about my uh, the Guitar Hero guitar, which is what I consider the best one over the Rock Band one, which is what some people argue against. But uh, it has this sort of rubber that's actually become tacky oh. um, and sticky to the touch. Yeah. And that is the flicker. Um, you know, you've got the buttons and Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The... So it, it's kind of like, it almost still sticks to your hand and you'll do an extra <laughs> upstroke up just because it's stuck think, to you. I think <laughs> if you just played, if you set it all up and played through a couple of sets, it, you'd, you'd work it off again. Mm, I don't know. So I, I had that with my, where I dug out my Wii U the other day and, and the, the soft analog sticks were a bit, ugh. And then after a couple of days of playing it, 
naturally wear it off. All oh, right, okay. So, so like your skin's natural oils start to <laughs> permeate yeah, the rubber. Yeah, your your finger grease your finger grease uh, kind of rubs it all off. Um. Anyway, controllers. Uh, here's here's a big question that's been sent in by a reader. Controllers are they accessories? I mean, I think they're a necessity. Like, okay, fair enough. Um, I think. You're not entirely yeah. sure. You're hedging your bets. No, no, no. I, I'm thinking about the definition, uh, like defining them, not thinking about like. Just in case. Ah. Just in case some people are like, no, I I play all my games without any controllers. Yeah. Have you know? I mean, they're definitely a necessi- necessity for console. Yeah. But are they a necessity for PC? Yeah. Because that depends on the game you're playing. I'm going to be well, the key- depends. Keyboard's an accessory, yeah. isn't it? A mouse yeah. is an accessory. Yeah. Yeah. But a controller, it's not yeah. a necessity, you know. But yeah, is I, it? <laughs> like, okay, go on. like if you bought an Xbox and it didn't have a controller in it, I don't yeah. know. Has there ever been a case of a console not being sold without at least? One? Well, DS wouldn't come with a plug, famously. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Oh god, are we gonna include? Plugs. Plugs. You, you thought you were coming here for the, you know, the, the Wii Fit pad, uh, the, the Skylanders dock. No, we're talking about plugs and keyboards, folks. Yeah. Oh, God. Wait till we get to mice. Oofed. Um. Right. Okay. Top five HDMI cables. Like, let's, let's... Actually, I had a thing the other day. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was moving the switch upstairs from downstairs, um, so it can be based up here for a while. And um, it wouldn't work. And I, I had it with the PlayStation 3 as, as well. It wouldn't work. And <clears throat> so you know, I took it out of the dock. It's fine. Took it back downstairs. It's fine. Brought it up. Tried everything. No. Switched the uh, HDMI cable to the Wii U. That worked fine. Switched it to the PlayStation 3. That also didn't work because when you pop it to a new TV, you kind of have to reset it. Which I remembered, so I did that, and, and the switch just would not work. Uh, and so then, you know, then you find yourself on Reddit and these and forums and tr- trying to deal with like twenty-year-old oh, switch wasn't that old? You know, oh, you do this. Uh, one of them was like, oh, you have to put everything, plug everything in a specific order, uh, and that worked. Another one was, and there were quite a few like upvotes, or whatever, under it was, um, try plugging the switch into a different port. Uh, uh, you know, different plug. Try plugging that plug into a different plug. Um, so I did all that and got frustrated. You know, reset, thing, turn everything off, wait for 30 seconds. And then in desperation, I went downstairs to swap the HDMI cable and um, uh, it worked. Okay, <laughs> it only so works with the Nintendo story, yeah, okay. HDMI cable. No, it probably just means that your other HDMI cable just isn't compliant. Um, so HDMI cables have to adhere. No, we're not. We're not actually talking about HDMI cables. Oh, you just talked about it for about yeah, fucking that five was minutes. Interesting. <laughs> no, 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 it really wasn't. It was. <laughs> I bet I'm saying, like, guys, if if anyone out there is struggling with their Nintendo Switch because you've moved from one TV to another, yeah. make sure you go and find the official Nintendo HDMI cable. No, no, no. You just need to have a compliant HDMI cable. I'm not using the Nintendo one. It's absolutely fine. The other key, uh, HDMI cable you have is just... If you want to use a hooky one... THCP. 
DHCP compliant. That's all you're looking for. I'm <laughs> a guy with a dog with three legs. That's the risk you take. I'm saying get the official Nintendo seal of approval, HDMI cable. Oh man, Mr. Sponsored by Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Only that grey cable works. But yeah, no, it's, it's DHCP. It's um, a means to prove that you're not stealing the audio and video. That's all. It's, it's, it's just a thing. That'll be why it wasn't But watching. just for the Switch? No, no, it'll be um, other HDMI products use it, but whatever you were using that with before probably doesn't need DHCP. Yeah, well, what will the other consoles work with it? DCHP. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So just the Switch? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Where were we? Is a television an accessory then? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It, not for a DS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to make a, an old school DS by getting two CRTs, <laughs> taping them together in the middle, and lugging them around, and outputting your DS to, to the to the different TVs. Um, it can be, you know, on things like the, the portable PlayStation. Do you ever have a portable PlayStation? Yeah, well, I had the uh, Vita. No, but you know the the like the mini ones which had a flip up screen. Oh no 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 not at all no. Like traveling, used to see I them. I kind of forgot all about them. <laughs> yeah, you kind of used to. See them. It it was a very like oh that's a that's a that's a rich person who has one of those. Um, but you'd see them a lot in uh, as car accessories. The whole console would be an accessory, so they kind of be built in, or you'd have a, a portable PlayStation for a while. Cool. No, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Like, I, th- I think, are we still talking about the definition of an accessory at this point? Well, here's my definition. Okay, your okay. one was your one was sorely. Mine, m- yeah, mine was just um, to aggravate you. Mine was bait. <laughs> what was yours again? Uh, there's no such thing as console accessories, and then I started uh, talking immediately about the Game Boy um, adapter <laughs> for the N64. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that uh, we're talking not bog standard controllers, um, you know, regardless of how pretty they may be or different colours. Um, but weird, wonderful, wacky controllers, sure. Uh, things like multi taps, um, even things like, do you remember? At the height of the Game Boy, which we talked about in our Game Boy episode, episode number that for time. <laughs> I have no idea. Episode number forty-one of the season one of the podcast. Um, the height of the Game Boy, you could get a whole raft of you know carry case, like a hard rubber external thing, um, the magnifier, the external light, um, all this gubbins. Oh, I'd count God. all those. Yeah, yeah, systems. yeah. I remember um, the, the the light being a thing. And how ecstatic everybody was when, what was, was it the, it was the fold-up Game Boy that ended up having the first backlit, wasn't it? The SP. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the. Uh... I don't think the Game Boy Color did. No. No. Um. So I'd say those count as accessories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even even your novelty styluses. Do you remember in the heyday of the DSs where you could buy all kinds of oversized and ridiculous styluses? What I mean, the the DSs. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. 
loads. I, I, I actually had to replace mine. I had a, a very nasty habit of chewing the hell out of my styluses. Oh, and then touching the screen with it. Uh, no, the, the back end of it. Oh, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But except I, I would disfigure it to the point where it wouldn't fit back in. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. Comfortable little slut. But we're not here to talk about styluses and HDMI cables as much I as we I definitely just... thought you just called me a comfortable little slut there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Don't fit back into that comfortable little slut. Um, so let's talk about some of our favourite accessories. <laughs> favourite accessories. Um, let's go for Wild and Wacky. I mean, you talked about the... The chainsaw controller. Yeah. Did but, you ever own that? Uh, I nearly... No, no, I didn't own it. I nearly wanted to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly where I am. I nearly wanted to buy it and it was then thought like, about it. It was actually on sale in a game shop that was... God, it was no more than 30 metres from my house. And I would walk past it and, and I nearly pulled the trigger on several occasions. I was like, oh, do I want it? Do I want it? I'm like... I don't know. If I had seen it turn up on a blooming, I don't know, a Zazzy sale for 20 quid, I'd have probably just, you know, done it straight away. <laughs> but it was like... And then instant buyer's regret yeah, when yeah, you yeah. get home and realise that <laughs> you could almost use it as a coffee table in itself. Yeah. It's huge. It's and, insane, yeah. Um, <laughs> not exactly sophisticated. This <laughs> giant fucking chainsaw. Covered in blood? I can't remember if it was covered in blood. It was probably covered in blood. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would be curious to try and play Resident Evil 4 using it because it just also looked really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I actually think... This, this is going to be a rubbish story. I'm not even going to go into it. But I think I know somebody who did play it and it was perfectly fine. Um, but... The, the the because of course Resident Evil Four came out in two thousand and five or whatever. Um, yeah. my memory is a little hazy. I mean that was fifteen, sixteen years ago. So because you you had to hold it like a chainsaw, and then the... yeah, but you could also rest it on your lap as well. Okay, it did but, come in that but, nice display case. Yeah, so. and and the other thing is like it's um, it was designed with the tank. Uh, controls of Resident Evil 4 in mind, you know. There's actually two different ones. Did you know? Oh, I did not. A Is yellow that a one good... and a red one. You're doing some on-the-fly Google research. Just to see how awkward it looked to hold. And it looked extremely awkward to hold. Anyway, accessories we actually used. Yeah. Wow. Uh, accessories we actually used. Oh, we never talked about the Game Boy printer because we talked about all the Game Boy accessories, but never the Game Boy printer. Yeah, yeah. Which had that kind of thing's had a bit of a renaissance recently. Yeah, but I mean, oh god, yeah, yeah. Everybody will, you know, go nuts for it. And was it? It's receipt paper that it uses. Uh, the heat. Yeah, the heat. Yeah, but recently, um, you know. Uh, there's been a resurgence in like Polaroid type photography, which which all uses similar tech. Uh, and I see like kiddies ones as well, where you know you take some photos and then print them off. Um, so it was, it was years ahead of its time. Uh, 
and and there's some strange fact like the first appearance of Pokemon in the UK was technically on some Game Boy printer thing. So before the games came out here, oh yeah, 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 you could print out I don't know, probably Charizard or something, uh, which is the first time it appeared on a Nintendo system in the UK. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, yeah, Game Boy yeah. Printer. Did yeah. you ever have one? Nope, absolutely no. not. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I know, knew somebody who knew somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. The, the kid who lived down the street had one. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I, I, don't think I ever saw a print one out. <laughs> no, no, the receipt paper was too expensive. It was proprietary like stuff as well. In fact, I was talking to somebody who renovates um, Game Boys. I think you trim down rolls of receipt paper that you buy on eBay to make it fit the Game Boy printer. Um, so you use the chainsaw controller to trim down the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> receipt paper. <laughs> There's three different types of a chainsaw controller and one that's dedicated entirely to cutting <laughs> Game Boy yeah. printer paper. Game Boy, Game Boy printer paper. Um, to print out the most horrible, worthless, shitty quality pictures you ever saw in your life. <laughs> Although there has been, there's a lot of uh, a lot of the Ubisoft games which allow you to take your own photos. Do you have a don't call it this, but they do have a Game Boy filter you can use. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's stark. That stark, like green, like just different shades of greens. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just green. There's four colours in it, so it's green, slightly less. Or in fact, it's not even. It's actually black and green, and the different pixels have varying shades of uh, how much black and green is available in them. So it's sort of like a pattern. Uh, as opposed to that's so sorry, I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you knew that knowledge, but <laughs> now's the time to drop it. Yeah, exactly. Boom, <laughs> drop them knowledge bombs. Drop them knowledge bombs. Okay, I'm gonna talk about an accessory now, an accessory that I've actually used. Okay. Um, and my first one, I think I'm gonna go for is, well, it's a category. Let's say that multi taps. <laughs> yeah. So okay. start starting with, I think the one that probably springs to mind is the place the original PlayStation mode yeah. which is like this corner thing. And there are a couple of games that needed two. We did have two eventually because we, we always used to have the, the neighborhood kids pie around our house. Um, and then perhaps less rated was the PlayStation Two multi tap because you know how the PlayStation Two had that kind of really uh like industrial estate look to it with the with the almost like corrugated black it's a huge black wedge and the multi-tap looked like a little playstation 2 wow i love the fact that you, what was it council estate <laughs> industrial estate industrial estate okay yeah you, i heard council estate and i just went in a very very different <laughs> very abstract um <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure there were custom jobs to make it look like a, a council estate <laughs> yeah, yeah um Pebble but bash. before that <laughs> before that the precursor to the multi-tap was the um cartridges uh i think some there was more than one game but for us it was micro machines with the mega drive 
where the cartridge itself had two extra ports for your controllers and that's yeah, that, how you played that is so cool that they were including the ports actually yeah. in the cartridge itself yeah very very funky um and then if you want to play uh eight player you each had half a pad and it did auto drive oh my god there was loads of stuff that had that sort of um sharing the joypad um and you just hated it so much like what was it i also remember there was games like on the amiga where you would like share half the keyboard do you remember that at all <laughs> uh, well the, but the fun i think the, the fun with micro machines is um uh when you were playing at eight play it was so chaotic and because auto drive was on as well that it became became a different kind of game so it, you know it wasn't like a who can drive the best it's just who can who can weather the chaos <laughs> long enough to get the point weather so, yeah. the chaos that's a yeah. brilliant way of putting it yeah yeah, it just became, it became a completely different kind of game when you had um, when you had everyone playing, and you know because you can't, just couldn't be expected to um, be playing with the same level of skill, with one button less, and and sitting in an awkward position uh, uh, across with somebody or next to somebody. Hmm. But yeah, um, other than the Mega Drive. Because at around the same time you had the SNES out, there must have been some kind of four-player abilities. Because there was tons of games, especially things like Madden and football games and stuff like that that had that. So there, there was definitely a SNES multi-tap of some kind, wasn't there? I don't know. I never saw one in the wild. However, our friend the internet tells us. There was such a thing, the super multi-tap. The super multi-tap. Of course. Oh, and of course, I quite Google away. You can see there's one for the NES as well. What was that called, Richie? <laughs> it was called the... <laughs> it was called the NES for score. Spontaneous. And what does it look like? Oh, it looks like a foot pedal or something. Oh, it does it look like a foot pedal? Yeah, I'm sure some some commentary. Yeah, yeah, has converted it into an actual foot pedal. Um, there were more. I see whilst looking up the full score, there were more um, um, multi tap uh, Mega Drive games. It looks like Sampras Tennis, maybe. Yeah, I believe it. All those sports games loved having like multiple players and I anytime I think about those sports games especially from the 90s you imagine those guys the basement kings and it's always many people playing at the same time even if it's for the the SNES you know yeah Yeah. or in the the NES it turns out I mean I don't what were people playing for player on the NES uh gauntlet bomberman bomberman on the NES yeah, Bomberman was good on the NES. I I'm see. also remembering <laughs> that Super Skid Marks was one of those. Uh, Super Skid Marks. Yeah. Oh, good marketing behind that name. The Codemasters game as well. <laughs> wow. They knew what they they knew yeah, what they, they were do. doing. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I always associate them also, uh, as ugly and and cluttery as they are, and and completely proprietary and of no further use 
with having some fun couch co-op times. But of course we don't need them anymore. Nope, we absolutely don't. We have to stay away from each other, uh, even in this almost post-scout COVID environment, and we need to stay on our headsets, and we need to shout abuse at each other, and, I don't know, send the FBI around to, you know, stop people being able to play the games. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the latency over wireless is just, for somebody with my level of skill and position, Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's unbearable um, as a human being. Um, the, the... I, I, you know, you have to be thinking like 10 frames ahead with that shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I, I need to have a million DPI mouse <laughs> in order to get my headshots, you know? And also, <laughs> the shortest cable possible. Mm. Yeah. So playing with it, playing, a, playing yeah. with the mouse basically attached to the front of your PC. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're just playing with lag. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's worth even moving to the trackpad built in, you know? <laughs> just just building <laughs> building the trackpad. <clears throat> building your mouse into the... Making your mouse your PC. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's the, ex- that's the extreme extension. Yeah. <laughs> of that joke. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's brilliant. So a full laptop that's actually just a mouse as well. <laughs> You're just moving it around your lap. <laughs> Burning a hole in your leg. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Multitaps. I miss ya. Yeah, yeah. They're dead to us now though. Dead. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. I should talk about an accessory I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> and that is for the PC, mm-hmm. and they are called uh, gaming keypads. Uh. No, that fills you full of excitement and wonder, don't they? Yeah, it sounds like um, something you pick up in Doom to get to the door. <laughs> yeah, keycards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, it's it's uh, basically a accessory. Um, now, assuming that you are a right-handed mouse user, it's an accessory you use with your left hand. Now, mm-hmm. your left hand would normally be on the keyboard in the WASD formation. Yeah? Yeah. You know, for your first-person shooters and whatnot or anything else. But instead, what this does is it gives you about 16 keys Um and instead of your fingers being on WASD, your thumb is on a joystick, uh, which is basically able to mimic WASD. Um, so you're holding, you've got your hand on this um, joypad, yeah. and you're able to move everything with your thumb, suddenly freeing up all of your fingers to use key button presses, which would normally be saved for like uh, number pads or sort of moving around or whatever else that you were using your keyboard for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's quite good. And you can actually lift your thumb off and you'll have two buttons, uh, one at the top, one at the bottom, um, and just allow you to have that extra level of freedom of moving everything around. Of course, it's usually defunct because in a PC game, you're going to be using the keyboard to type 
words <laughs> to people and you can't really do that with a gaming keypad. But when you're actually uh, playing the game, suddenly uh, not having to use WASD as an actual means of moving a character, which is so ass backwards. Uh, you know, like thinking about how playing PC games with a keyboard uh, it just makes me heart inside sometimes because it is that's not what a keyboard's made for. But this keypad kind of bridges the gap, uh, and it's <laughs> bringing communities together through this. <laughs> it bridges the gap between controller and keyboard, and it actually becomes quite functional. And it's good to use. Um, I had one way, way ages ago. Way, way yeah, ages I was going to say, I've never seen you use that. Did you have one? Do you have one? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I had one. Um, oh, gosh. I'm going to say around sort of 2010s, and I had what was then the Belkin Nostromo n52 um and i know it well yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, like it was um there's i'm sure there's someone listening going, oh the n52 yeah Fucking hell. but yeah, yeah like, but they have actually evolved um and um the belkin nostromo got bought over by other companies and eventually razor um have started creating their own ones as well so you have the razor tartarus uh, v2 that's the latest one and it's the one that I have as well. Um, Do you have that one? Yeah. Do you use it? Yeah. Is it? Does it have rainbow keys? It does. And I also have set those rainbow keys to work with all my other Razer accessories <laughs> and the glowing on my PC. Uh, it, it, they all sync together. <laughs> that is nice. Is <laughs> Razer a good brand? I seem to. Maybe I have them confused with somebody else. Were they a bad brand for a while? Um, they brought out uh, mobile phones. Um, I think about two or three years ago, I had the Razer phone. It was fine, but it was like hideously overpriced for what it was, and it was sort of marketed as a gaming phone, gamers first before it was a phone sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it made playing Pokemon Go quite good, you know. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. Um, but yeah, no, Razer's uh, quite um, uh, a renowned brand, especially around gamers. I think it's quite quite an accessible brand as well. I just have them associated with bad controller. You know, like, you know, when you have the impy controller you give to somebody. I believe they did buy uh, Mad Cats. Oh, yes. There we go. That's So that's probably where you're... Yeah. Who I had in mind. Yeah. Where you'd be like, oh, there's four of us over this weekend. Uh, we don't have controller. I'll go to game. And almost before the time you got it home, my button had fallen out. Or, or you know, you you sliced your finger off. <laughs> case. And and the, even like the... Even the plug where you'd plug it into the console was like, a little bit too bit yeah you really felt like you were stretching yeah yeah you, you would look on like the front of your n64 and you'd have like three beautifully you know <laughs> branded nintendo pads and then you'd have this big but ugly black thing that's got extra things coming off it and you're just yeah. like oh god yeah we're player four <laughs> yeah and it was both at the same time too light and too heavy 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Unassuringly Kinder Egg light, and yeah. uh, but for some reason heavier than the rest of your controller. Yeah, in a really awkward way that made yeah. holding it any length of time uh, impossible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was Mad Cats. Sorry, back to gaming keyboards. Keypads? Uh, gaming keypads. So, like, yeah, you use them alongside a keyboard, but basically, uh, when you're playing a game, you can use this to sort of uh, mimic your WASD, but you're just using it as a thumb. You free up the rest of the keys, and you can do cool macros, like, uh, like you can just by pressing one key, you're actually pressing shift and another key, or you can do sort of things based upon that, yeah. um, which just ups your repertoire and it makes more sense than a keyboard or at least it does in my head i mean i've been using one for uh i don't know 15 years or something like that so Mm -hmm. yeah i quite quite like them um and i got the latest one and i quite like it a lot um but yeah i think if you're a pc gamer in any fashion it's worth having a go with a Nostromo or Tartarus or any kind of gaming keypad that you can get. I actually saw um, that there's this really, really mad custom one. Um, And I'll I'll try and dig out a link for you later. But basically, um, it actually, you move every single thing on your hand so that your hand is resting on there. And instead of having a keypad, movement of your fingers become key presses so if you move your your pointy finger to the left or to the right there's buttons there if you move it up there's a there's a button above your finger if you move it down that's actually clicking it and that works for each one of your fingers as well and those the ones that look like skeletal hands yes okay yeah yeah, and it, it it looks insane, and it looks like it's got like the maddest um, learning curve. And that, I suppose that's the other thing as well. There is a learning curve for all of these devices, where you kind of have to get used to them and make them yeah. work the way you want them to work for whatever game you're playing as well. Um, yeah. uh, even the 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 game pads as well, but, and it, which is fucking mad because using I. At a keyboard just because that's the default layout defined by some gaming company um does not mean it is the optimal way to play anything <laughs> and, and just just having a look at some of them as well some of them are not you know some of them are like full keyboards on a mouse you know they've got all the f all the f buttons go around the top like in a circle it looks like a an organ what are you looking at the moment uh, I'm looking at a keypad which basically has all the letters and all the F numbers. Yeah, so they look like um, mice, but they are not mice. You don't move them around; they are static. Yeah, yeah. But so this, is, this is like a whole key. There's every key on the keyboard. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's pretty special. I can't <laughs> imagine how you'd yeah how you'd even. Find What's the brand? But, uh, I don't. Like the best gaming keypads as a <laughs> okay right fair enough they've all got rainbow keys yeah. um i saw someone complaining about that the other day but what was i going to say now these are the kind of the, the inverse cousin to the the console gamers 
solving the opposite problem. And those yes. are chat the, pads. The, yeah, <laughs> the little keypads that you plug into your the bottom of your controller. Um, yeah, which you know, both of those solutions. We're just looking at them, you know, and as you said, I, I imagine if you get your eye in, or if you practice, or if there's a game you particularly play a lot, you, you know, you do see the benefits. But looking at either of those things, you know, it's like <laughs> it's like looking at some vestigial organ in biology. It's like somebody has fucked up. <laughs> if this is what you're doing, if you're plugging an entire little keyboard into your controller, or of your of your adding another keyboard to your keyboard something has gone wrong um i've never used one my brothers used them all the time yeah 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 for playing um uh console mmo mmos like fancy star online i think he had one for the dreamcast he has one for the xbox yeah he was a bit of a gta 5 or 4 yeah as well wasn't he yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he used to use that yeah so using yeah he, he has one of those um whereas i'm much happier i'm much happier for to do what most console games do which is completely limit your way of communicating yes either through yes absolutely like, yeah you've got four responses that's fine <laughs> yeah all i need <laughs> or just never buy online games <laughs> yeah i just never play online games which is yeah <laughs> also an option i remember the only one i actually oh no the twos um uh, that i remember being as, you, as we said with the chainsaw controller, almost being tempted <laughs> um, was Monster Hunter Try, but I don't think there actually was a solution for the... Ah, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so you kind of had to laboriously type things out, and it was just completely hopeless in the middle of a, a melee. Uh, and then the other one is Warframe as well. <clears throat> um, ah, yeah. Yeah, uh, because that... And also with these games, because everyone's using these slightly gimped solutions, um, they develop their own languages so you know if you're coming to those games cold and you're like oh I'm going to go I'm going to hop online and do some trading it, it's the words scrolling on the screen are completely unintelligible yeah <laughs> well you need like a need like a you know a, a dictionary or, or somebody who's played the game but, oh yeah that means that that means that that means that that's shortened for that that you know just, just so that people don't have to type things out before uh, yeah I remember in Warframe I it was a limited edition, uh, not a limited edition, it was like a end of run set of armor that I really, really wanted. Um, I was never going to earn, and so then kind of entered the slightly murky world of, tr- murky world of trading. Uh, and it, <laughs> I massively got the sweats because it was the first time I'd done it. You know, sort of, sort of stuff. <laughs> buying drugs, right? First time I'd done it, and like, I didn't really know what I was doing. And the other people were just like, yeah, I'm here. You know, all these nonsense words scrolling up the screen. Uh, and I'm like, oh, what, where is that? You know, where is that particular option in the menu? 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 That that kind of game has. Um, so yeah, that was the other one that I was tempted. To like, mm, maybe there's a better way of doing this, but I've not ever. <laughs> Fair. Uh... Um, lastly, on things with keys, uh, is one of my favourites: the Pokemon typing game and the keyboard. That came with it for the DS. Oh God! Wow. Yes. Oh man. You just, we never talked about amiibos. I, I'm coming up. You're coming it's up. Coming. I, I, I was, okay. It was lastly on keyboard-related things. Okay. On keyboard-related things. Pokemon yes. typing game. Yes. Go yes. on. So I bought the Pokemon typing game, and one of those rare ones that I think came out here 
um, but not in America. Um, and it is a great game. Uh, but basically, you just get like a little, a little chibi keyboard. I mean, it's got all the keys. Yeah. It's got all the keys. Um, and it came with the stand. I think it's the same stand as the one that loads of people complained about um, with that Kid Icarus, the 3D Kid Icarus game. Uh, yeah. Because it was a really good game to play, but the way you had to play it on this stand, I think, you know, there's a, a generation of people who genuinely developed RSI playing that game. <laughs> uh, so, so it came with that stand. And it's just typing, you know, it's typing of the dead, but with uh, with Pokemon uh, and this fun little keyboard. Um, and that actually that's because you know it's basically it's a, a nintendo branded US, a bluetooth keyboard is, is we co-opted it for working from home so it's probably one of the few gaming accessories that actually has a second life when i'm not playing the pokemon typing game okay yeah yeah well let's move on to amiibo since i i briefly alluded to it so uh, amiibos weren't <laughs> on my list but the amiibo biscuit what? adapter for the ds was on my list um <laughs> oh yeah of course for the 3ds yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so i got really excited about amiibo I, I love amiibos and i still do love amiibos um and uh for a while i was very frustrated at just how little imagination was used in implementing them and now we're in this ridiculous situation where, you know, uh, I think it's only Smash. Smash and Zelda, I think it's a Metroid one. There's still like a steady drip drip, but but all aspects of functionality are, are you know, or, or being used in more than one title. It's completely gone. It'll work on Smash Brothers and that'll be it. Or you tap it for an extra life or something. Um, but so when they came out, I really wanted them. I really liked the idea of uh, them full stop as... Um, uh, rare piece of merchandise um, related <laughs> to gaming that you can get and I like the idea of things like uh, in Smash Brothers where you can you know, train up your amiibo and, and have them fight alongside you or fight against you but when Smash or the Wii U and Smash for the DS came out I had a basic 3DS um, oh yeah of course there was which, a difference wasn't there yeah which yeah. didn't have the amiibo the nfc um thing built in so you know you tap you tap your amiibo onto the screen of your of your current day 3ds or, or latter day 3ds uh and so for a brief while i think you, you might be able to still buy it you bought this like um little biscuit <laughs> it makes them it makes like quite a nice little <laughs> fancy stand um it looks like you know the wireless charging stands you can get for everything yep, these days yep. it looks a little bit like one of those um and then you connect to that and then you Amiibo on that, so I still have that. Yeah, but amiibos themselves—I mean, they still exist, but their functionality is pretty limited in a lot of games. As yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. It's not it's like sad. the heyday where you know, oh, you can get a whatever Bowser-themed plane in Ace Combat Six or uh, something else. <laughs> Another game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never. I mean, there was like famously for Breath of the Wild, you had to have what was it, sixteen different amiibos or something like that. Two. Oh, for so in Breath of the Wild, you have the ability to gain daily 
uh, yeah. chests and depending on which um, amiibo you tap you get different uh, items yeah. uh, but there's also that's the only way to get certain set items in the game uh, as well and it was a random thing as well uh. Uh. <laughs> I think fire, one of the fire emblems had the same thing right. uh, where he used all the there were two standalone fire emblem amiibos and then the rest were all smash ones uh, I can't remember which game it was. Maybe it was Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, maybe it was Three Houses, even, where you'd get a specific item when you tap those in. Um, yeah, you didn't need to. Um, but yeah, stuff like that was cool. I just, yeah, I just wish they invested in it a little bit more. You know, just like just a costume here. Yeah, or if you, I think the one the example that gets used a lot is Little Mac, right? Yeah. If you're a Little Mac fan. You've been a Punch Out fan, and you know he's in Smash Four. You're like, well, that's amazing. And then you get your your Smash Little Mac amiibo. There's not really anything else you do. You know, yeah, you can tap it for a random reward in Resident Evil, or you can tap it for a, a random reward in Pokemon. But yeah, you know, just a little little Mac costume here or there. The the one that I used the most, and I'm actually ashamed to say that I've used it the most, is uh, Peach. And that is for. I think you mentioned it before. <laughs> yeah, it's such such a cheaty thing, but it's like you're not gonna not use it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's Mario Odyssey. You use um, Peach, I think, every two minutes or something like that, and she just yeah. fully, you know, uh, gives you your life back and gives you double health bar. You know, like, oh, okay. Why would yeah. I not use this? Yeah. I think the best, best. I mean, Maya already mentioned it. The best, best implementation of Amiibo is a, a Captain Toad one. So I got, did get Captain Toad or Treasure Hunter, what it was called for the Wii U. Um, and at the time, I was looking at the Toad Amiibo. You know, when it was, you could just buy it from the Nintendo shop at a reasonable price. I thought, eh, it's Toad. I don't really like Toad. Anyway, it turned out I really, really love that game. Um, but if you had the Toad Amiibo, which I later did acquire, slightly higher price than. I just bought it when it came out. Um, it almost unveils a completely different game, where it hides a little pixel toad um, across the different levels, um, and, so the, and so the game doesn't become find the gems and hit the flag. It becomes can you find the pixel toad? Uh, which made me replay that whole game. <laughs> I think I probably spent longer on it because some of them are really difficult. Like when you get close, it makes a little noise. Um, yeah, and that was cool. You know for or what should have been twelve pounds or fifteen pounds back in the day to, to completely flip a game on its head. And you just tap it once, you know, you tap it once Because tapping amiibos itself isn't really fun. No. No, not at all. That's what I find. Um so I guess I guess we're more slowly segueing into toys to life accessories, right? Which Yeah, okay, if we have to. Yeah, which I've resisted. <laughs> I resisted, but I you know, I did get into Lego Dimensions right at the end when everything was super cheap and I <laughs> mentioned Starlink a lot and have invested a lot. And again, not a lot because the life cycle of these things is so short. <laughs> oh, you can buy £20 on launch week or if you wait a month, you can buy it all or a penny out of the big bin um, because nobody wants it. Um, so yeah, Lego Dimensions again is a bit tappy. There's a little bit there in the, with Apart from the minifigures, you can rebuild the models, but it's not, you know, it, um, 
it's not as clever as you know, reading the Lego bricks that you've put on the bases. You kind of say, yes, I have rebuilt this model, and then it changes the model in the game, um, which is a bit fun. But it does come with a nice little glowy platform. Uh, and Starlink's probably the best Toys to Life I can think of because. Um, I mean, I, I don't have any Toys to Life thing at all that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with Starlink, you know, you actually build your ship, you know, you pull the weapons off your ship, you pull the wings off your ship, you put in different wings, you put two wings into each other, and then that instantly happens on the screen. So that, to me, that's the, probably been the best implementation. Um, because, yeah, my complaint all along, you know, especially just coming off and talking about the keypads, is thinking about, okay, what's the actual, in, you know, what's the actual input? Why well, just, you know, for most Amiibo functionality, this could just be a button press. In fact, it's better being a button press. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So I'd have to look up or, or you know, find the find the Joy-Con that has the pad and have that somewhere set up. Um, yeah. Sad. Yep. Sad times. Um, have we got time for another category or two? Yeah, we could just squeeze in a couple more. I can't uh, think. I mean, I, I was I, I was all very much championing the uh, PC side of things. That I, I mean, I have a few controllers and I have some wacky stuff for the PC. Um, I mean, I have those gaming keypads, but I also have things like I have the Eight Bit Do, uh, which is a cool controller, which is it's basically identical to the SNES controller. Except it has uh, two sets of shoulder buttons and works in exactly the same way as any uh, Xbox or PS3 controller. And you can press a button and it works on the Switch as well. A very, very, very funky thing to have. You say press a button. Ah, yeah, I'd like, I I, I got the knack down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, back when we actually saw each other in life there was a particularly frustrating moment there always seems to be a frustrating moment when when we're trying to just get some yeah. gaming in together and it's either that the pc version of resident evil 5 doesn't support co-op or i think what's the most extreme version with smash brothers oh my god you, you locked yourself out of the house and then we had to set up the wii we had to set up the wii u um but for some reason, in order to use the GameCube controller adapter, which is the only way that we could do it, you had to do something by setting up through the Wii Virtual Console, which, which you can only control with the Wiimote. With the Wiimote, <laughs> so that there was a point where you were holding the Wii U bottom screen, pointing the the Wiimote at it, yeah. trying to get to a setting. Yeah. Which allowed us to play the fucking game. Just want to play Smash Brothers now. Um, uh, and yes, when you brought that controller around for us to play uh, the Mario Kart, the Dark Souls of Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took a bit of fiddling. There's a secret combination to sync and resync. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, other than that, um. I don't know, like, I'm not going to go into in-depth with, like, I've got video capture devices, those are technically accessories, um, but yeah, no, let, let's let's leave PC as it is for now, um, what else did you want to chat? 
Uh, so I had the Wii Fit pad. Oh yes, I had that as well. I, I like the Wii Fit. I like doing actual Wii Fit exercises in the morning as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was good fun. Do you still use those? Uh, it's still there, but like I don't use my Wii U. I bust, I bust it out every now and then. Yeah, my, my Wii U had that weird grinding disc thing. Do you remember? Yeah, I, it's, it's always burnt. It's always burnt you that generation. Yeah, yeah. How, how did I also had light guns. Um, this, in general, and we've had some good ones. Um, but my, uh, I got a soft spot for the Wii Zapper. I know a lot of people didn't like it because it was the one that you, you held like a crossbow. Um, but. <laughs> Link's Crossbow Training is one of my favourite Legend of Zelda games. Uh, yeah. It is a good light gun game, um, as well as both Resident Evil, Dark Side, and Umbrella Chronicles. But I think um, if I had to pick one, I also like the gun, the G Con. Um, yes, the one for like Time Crisis and things yeah, like that. Yeah, just yeah, the yeah. feel of it and the design and the clappiness. So I did fairly recently buy one and, and de plug it just to have a nice handleable econ around the place um but the ones that i love the best because do you remember when the Wii came out it was this huge success and then everybody just jumped on this pointless accessories for the Wii mode yeah so you could yeah. get your Wii sports set which at best did nothing to improve your gameplay <laughs> no. at you worst kinder surprise <laughs> attachments yeah that was yeah, so right. annoying the cheapest... a tennis racket yeah, they, they were like a golf club. You know, the cheapest plastic, the the as close to copyright infringement branding you could possibly get, and so a whole load of it was 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 junk. Right? You still see it floating around in in, in places where gaming stores still exist. Uh, you you might find them buried in the bottom of those bargain bins. But there was one uh, set which is the Venom Light Blaster, um, which had the look of it yeah everything was made yeah, of white yeah. plastic to to match the to match the the, the wee color scheme and with venom light blasters were fantastic so they you know were like little revolvers and then you popped your wiimote in the top um and there was one particular weekend when i went back to my family where we just played uh house of the dead the new house of the dead game uh and my, my mom had somehow bought these venom light blasters. oh god you know am i gonna get her blister after two seconds um it was so good probably the best light gun experience i've ever had particularly because you know you could you could have two each <laughs> so you know just just the theater of theater of um dual wielding these like clicky click clicks uh on a very cool game that the has the dead um uh i can't remember, I can't remember what it's called but you know the the grind style one um was was great and so i i Unfortunately, again, because that bubble burst, um, but I do keep my eye out. If I ever see those, I will definitely snap them up because that is that is fun light game accessories. The Venom light blasters. Look them up. Yeah. Yeah. Looks cool. Yeah. It's good. It feels good. Good hand feel. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I've talked about this before. I really miss light guns as well. You know, the, like... Or light gun games, there's something definitely missing, and I know that we had this conversation. Says, well, yeah, that's what the the Wii is, but on Switch, you don't 
have like gun games in the same fashion. No. And yeah, I mean, it just seems like it's an accessory that's kind of gone away as well. Yeah, I mean, it just it, you do have the functionality there. So on um, one of my desert island, <laughs> desert island games. I can't remember if we, if we allowed it. No, Desert Island Disc, sorry, with a C, not a K, K not C. Um, that's episode 45 of season one of the podcast. Um, 51 Worldwide Games has, basically it has the the target shooting game from We Play in it um, as one of the 51 Worldwide Games. And it works exactly the same, it, you know, as as it did when you were pointing, um, pointing a Wiimote at it. So there's the functionality there. Um, I just, I don't know, it seems like everyone's just over it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did have a little bubble again with, you know, with as I mentioned, Link, Link's Crossbow Train with yep. two Resident Evil games. Um, Red Steel 1 and 2 um, were very good. The New House of the Dead. Uh, maybe even Time Crisis got a new game on release. Yeah, it was it was good times. Like, hey, Light Guns are back. Um, but no. No. But I think we're seeing that again with the, uh, as I complained about on the blog a number of times, <laughs> um, um, with those early, like we branded Wii titles, like We Play, We Motion Plus, We Sports, We Sports Resort, uh, We Music, which were all like little tasters for what you could do with this technology. Um, and then nobody really picked up and ran with those ideas just because you know, some people hated waggling or, or whatnot. Uh, and the same thing happened with the Switch. You know, how many games ever do anything with the gyroscope on the joypads or the IR sensors on the joypads, um, aside from the Labo stuff? Um, shame. Yeah. Different ways of playing. Yep. Cool. I, I suppose the other thing that uh, we already kind of talked about it as well, bubbles that go and disappear. Do you reckon there will ever be a resurgence of the plastic instruments? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, because we've had, what, two and a half? There was the DJ one for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, the DJ one. And then there was there was another one that came out, um, Guitar Hero Remaster or something like that, where they changed the way the, the buttons were laid out. Yeah. Um, and it died and people were allowed to get refunds because it was no longer supported and mm. um, yeah there was that whole thing yeah I think if it does come back it's going to have to be a long wait I think still yeah. still fresh in people's memories still yeah. raw yeah still it's such raw. a shame Yeah, it's such a shame because like the times had and, and, and Rock Band 2 were great you know yeah well it's the same with actually many of the things we talked about multi-taps uh, you know that that kind of fun couch co-op things to do um, I've got on my list but we probably won't read really it but I had the you know the buzz buzzers yeah yeah <laughs> um, again yeah just just uh, really lifted those uh, those co-op moments um, I don't know if we'll ever get them again sadly no. uh, and then my last shout out was the Pokeball Plus as a controller Oh my god, no, 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 no. It's not a controller. It's awful. <laughs> it is the. It, again, it's one of those. It's essentially, you know, okay, it works, it sort of works, inverted commas, with Pokemon Go, and you can 
This is more like uh, talking about the gimmicks that Nintendo have brought out as opposed to an accessory. <laughs> and you, you know? connect it to Switch. But it is, when you're playing Let's Go, Pikachu Let's Go Eevee, it's the best way of playing it. In a oh, good way. yeah, yeah, of course it was, yes. Yeah. You know, you kind of Although, use no. it throwing the balls, it's quite accurate. It's, it's, it's fun to use. It's not accurate enough. In all actuality, just having a Joy-Con and pressing A at just the right time was infinitely more no. optimal. To no, 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 it wasn't. I, th I think the, well, experiences differ. Obviously. The experience, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the Joy-Cons were the worst um, way to play it. Playing it handheld, where everything was button-based, um, was probably the most accurate, but the Pokeball Plus... Yeah, so I think that's what I meant. I didn't mean the Joy-Con as in, like, waving the Joy-Con, like, using it as a controller. Or using it plugged into the controller, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't think you could. It's one of those really annoying things where you, you either... It? You could either play it handheld... Oh, maybe I was using use them the, as a Joy the SNES controller thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, so you couldn't unplug the Joypads and use those as a controller to play it, frustratingly. Right. So you could use it in handheld mode which is fine because everything became buttons and there was no gyroscope nonsense. Or you could use a Joy-Con uh, per player, which is the worst way of playing it. And then the Pokeball Plus, um, I think, was the best best way of playing it. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. Okay. Yeah. But cool. again, that's never going to be used for anything else. No. Uh, I did use it oh, for, Pokemon, for Go. Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah but yeah. until my phone... I've updated the phone. It doesn't like to speak to it anymore. So. Oh, great, fantastic, love that. Yeah, yeah, you'll love that. Yeah. But I did the I did the whole thing where you put a coin on top of it and it becomes an auto catcher as well. Yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. I did that if I go for like a bike ride. I did like the. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There was something a little bit perverse about, um, you, you know, walking around with this thing in your pocket. And then when it vibrates, you press it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Did you not have a board a... meeting where uh, Omostar started interrupting? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, was in a, I was in a meeting when, and it was in my bag and it's still connected because it kind of connects itself for an hour before dropping out. And, <laughs> and every now and then, you don't turn the volume off. Whatever Pokemon you've got in there cries out for attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I had a, I either had like an Eevee or Pikachu. So, you know, with the other ones, it just makes the generic yeah, uh, yeah. Game Boy noises which you can kind of get away you know, or whatever but with <laughs> Eevee or Pikachu it would be Pika <laughs> or Epoi <laughs> brilliant yeah. okay on that note let's bring it to a close um, uh, so I, what do you think would that make think... a good episode um, do we bring in the skit at the end of the episode uh, we intended to so let's Try that. Oh yeah, because oh, what was the ending? I, I don't know. Should it be the agenda for next? Um... Yeah, I think we did something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. Okay, I I don't think that would make a good episode of the podcast actually. Yeah, yeah, I I, I find it. Um, I think it's a little um, unresearched, especially by Richie. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they potentially got an interesting episode in there, but yeah. but I, you know, they just go off on strange tangents. Yeah, I mean, it's what did you, Game you Boy really talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right, that guy's a maniac.
uh, why'd he res vibrator accessory controller? Oh, we never talked with the res vibrator. Done. We're done.